Burn up. Let's rock. Yo, all right. You want your song first or our song? I mean, if the people want to hear my song, I'd be down with that. Guido, you want to hear OG's song? Let's do it. Rap, Guido. Let's do it. All right. All right, here it goes. See a minute and 20 seconds. It's sort of an anthem. One click. 23. Let's get it. Appreciate it, Brenda. The hottest selling product, man. He trending on the topic. No, we hotter than the tropics. Yeah, you know my girl's a goddess. Obnoxiously obnoxious. Give some fucks about the objects. Cause the market's always watching. Wish you never while I'm flossing. Never gonna drop it. Never gonna knock shit. Never stop until I'm looking down from the top. Get my top bits till I dug. I drip. Dip to the studio. Then done. Drop this. Like they switch, it's a land and all they wish. He stacked up like a pile of dirty fucking dishes. Dump your bitch, they tell you about their fishes. Hook won't fall in love, and it's me and the Yeah, we wait a rocket, money click hotness. That's in my pocket, and I'm not gonna stop this. Talk shit, knock you unconscious. Then consciously ignore my subconscious. So for those of you just dro- joining from Twitter, um, that's OG's banger. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hold on, it's on loop. <laughs> um, so yeah, that is a banger by OG. He raps as well. Um, it's pretty sick. It kind of gives some like, like the beat gives some early Eminem vibes a little bit. And then OG's got his own style. Um, so that's a banger, man. Thanks, buddy. I'm going to figure out what to do with that. I was going to maybe make an NFT. Uh, yeah, that was good, Audrey. I had no idea that you that you were <laughs> lyrical, that you were a musician. That's really cool. You have, you know, your voice is distinct, right? So that's yeah, like, that's a, like a trademark kind of a, a style. That was cool, man. Very Thanks, cool. brother. Yeah, I'm, I always had a deep voice. I had a variety of um, throat issues uh, about 10 years ago, and I had to get a massive amount of surgeries. It was terrible. Oh, shit, man. I'm sorry to hear yeah, that. I must, must hold back the throat jokes. Yeah, no, but for real, actually, in this context, but they had to cut out like my uvula, my part of my throat, and mm-hmm. it was terrible. So, um, as a result of that, and I used to smoke endless amounts of weed daily, like from right. the minute I woke up, the end, I like dropped it, got even more gravelly. So, yeah, everyone, everyone always recognizes the voice, which I guess is good. Yeah, no, the, the song was the song was cool, man. That's great. Thanks, I, didn't, I didn't know, I didn't know you were a musician. <laughs> I like the surprise, motherfuckers. That's you know? good, man. Keep people sharp. All right. Thanks, Bird. Let's do this. And yeah, for sure. Um, all right. It's a rope roast. Please get smoked. You come with the real or you end up Another banger by J6. Um, you all know him already. He makes uh, a lot of good beats for the Rug Radio team. So um, appreciate that. Um, so, yeah, GMGM GM today. 
we want we're excited to have everybody on the show um we're gonna let guido introduce himself but before just quickly wanted to say you know i was in nft nyc last week <clears throat> and i think you know lately the the tone on twitter <clears throat> the feel of the markets obviously it's been brutal a lot of people lost a lot of money including me um so i think that um uh, oh you can't hear us again golden Hmm. They say they're having audio. We're having audio issues on the spaces, brother. Spaces are wrecked again. Yeah. Um. That is not bueno. What should we just go ahead and finish and then post after, or what do you think? Is it rugging? I don't think we should spend a ton of time if it's gonna. I think we should just record it here and then post it. Rather than. Unless Goalie can fix it, or it sounds like we just we thought we had it right, but we didn't. Yeah, let's just keep going. I'll uh, I'll share the YouTube link with them. Um, okay, so I was just gonna say, you know, it feels really grim. We've taken losses, um, and you know, there were periods of summer of last year too where it feels pretty hopeless. And so, look, I think it's really obviously difficult and easy to use words, but I think. <clears throat> The tone in NFT NYC was entirely unrecognizable if you had been on Twitter. It was in, it was the incredible celebration of art, of relationships, of, you know, sort of a, it was really different than last year where PFP projects dominated the feel. And, you know, there was a lot of talk. I feel like last year, all these PFP pro- projects had a million promises of metaverses and gaming. It all turned out to be bullshit, you know, unfortunately. So what was interesting is there was a real massive surge of like art and everything sort of mostly revolved around art stuff. And so to me, that was super cool uh, and super different. And then I, you know, we'll keep it brief, but it sounds cheesy. Um, When I first entered crypto, I was like, well, look, I'm some anonymous and person dealing with other anonymous people how am i ever gonna like know or trust a motherfucker you know but it actually turns out you can get to know and trust somebody more in crypto actually than you can in real life because in this game you can see them every single day they if they're here they're talking you can see their wallets and see if they're full of shit and then so when you finally meet people in real life you know i can't share enough how like i've been lucky enough professionally to do okay not had some personal hurdles like everyone but i've never felt such a part of a community and such a diverse group of people going to these events in person i can't recommend enough because it takes you from sitting behind your computer talking through the screen to like you're hanging around with some cool ass folks like talking about stuff you love so anyway that's a quick wrap up and i think uh you know if you can get a chance to get to any of these events near your town or if, you, if you're able to travel, I strongly recommend it. And it'll really help make when you're going through times like this. It sort of won't feel like terrible and as awful because you're like, ah, you know, markets go up and down and shit. All right. Burn dog. Let's rock. Let's do it, man. You know, why don't you introduce yourself first? What we'd love to hear is where you're from, how you first got into photography and art, how you first got into NFTs. And then any anything else you'd like to share with the audience? You, you got it, man. First off, I'm gonna say that uh, OG, like what you talked about with NFT New York, I, I couldn't have I couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, 
I echo everything that you said, you know, such a stark contrast to the one last year. And I, I think that sometimes what happens in the space is that the space is so small still that it becomes this like echo chamber of doom and gloom. But, you know, in real life, you got that too. Like if, if people take a step back and look at it from a broader perspective, I mean, the economy is wrecked anywhere you look, you know, but there's still people that do well and they're still working and focused on what you're doing. So anyways, too long didn't read is you filter out the noise and you do what you got to do. And if you're always looking at the bad angle, there's always bad angles to, to find. Right. Totally. Um, you know, and, and those are opportunities. A hundred percent. When it feels the worst is you're the, the world telling you, you probably need to do something. Yeah. Well, you, you jump when it's scariest, right? That's the key. <laughs> Um, so anyhow, yeah, in terms of me, you know, I, I've, I've been a photographer for, you know, over a decade now. Uh, I'm from Canada. I grew up in a small city uh, called London, Ontario. It's about two hours west of Toronto. You're probably familiar with it, OG. Yeah, of and, course. Uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, Western University is its claim to fame. Yeah, and so, fine. you know, I started hairdressing at 18. I was a hairdresser for 22 years. Um, the pandemic brought that to an abrupt end because I was, uh, at the time due to, uh, an unfortunate set of circumstances, I was living with my mom who was immunocompromised and uh, my father had recently passed away from a terminal illness. And so when the pandemic hit, you know, I had to weigh like my mom's safety with being in the salon and working. So obviously I stopped. I stopped. Wait, where was your salon? I'm sorry. Where was your salon? Right in Yorkville, right on. Uh, Bro, I'm what? telling you, that's how I knew your name. No it's, way. It's quite possible, I'm, yeah. I'm so, like, this motherfucker. Yeah, I was right that on Yorkville. Amazing. Lab, I totally then, know. And the that's other amazing. one was on Bel Air. Like, it just, I worked with uh, two of them. No fucking way. Okay, yeah. that's amazing. I knew it probably, I mean, I we swear probably to God, there, 100%. I swear to God, we 100% have. That's yeah. so crazy. Okay, now it all I'm makes sure, sense. That's I'm so sure crazy. And so, um, you know, so I had I had been a photographer. I'd shot a lot of stuff like editorial wise, like for GQ Italia, Playboy, other magazines. And, um, you know, when when the pandemic hit and I lost my job hairdressing, to be honest with you, I was in you know financial ruin. Uh, I, I use I don't use those words lightly. either. I was like I was wrecked. I was a full out wrecked guy. And so I had this old collection of hockey cards and baseball cards you know from the 80s like late 70s and early 80s that i collected when i was a kid and i said to myself you know fuck i gotta like see if i can liquidate these and make some money and so i went online and i started researching you know how to sell them and whatnot and i came across this article about digital collectibles and i said you know hold on a second what's it all what's it all about now obviously i was familiar with crypto but i had never heard of nft and I basically read this article and, you know, the rest is history. And I, I, you know, I died. Being that, you know? So that was in what year? That was so like in January of 2021, right when ETH and NFTs were just starting to like lift off is when I came across this article. And then in February, you know, like a, within two or three weeks of reading that article, I was grooving. I was minting stuff and trying to sell it and schlepping around Twitter, trying to build a following. And then, okay, I mean, you obviously accelerated to quite a position in the industry quite fast. If you gave our listeners a sense of, hey, what kind of happened that took you to being able to sell pieces in the double digits and have people like OSF have? I think I looked once. I mean, I don't want to misspeak, but when I knew, I saw that OSF had like literally hundreds of ETH in, of Guido. 
from Greg for you. Uh, I mean, so you know, he's he's. I mean, OSF was one of the big reasons I got my first big break, right? Yeah. So, so what, hap what happened was that I'm I sorry? knew OSF Connect. So yeah, I mean, I was schlepping around Twitter trying to sell, and to be honest with you, back then it was like photography wasn't a thing, right? There were only two photographers really selling yeah. photographs. That was, you know, Justin Eversano with Twin Flames and Drift with Where My Vans Go. And then it was pretty much like there was no photography selling anywhere for any, um, you know, considerable amount. Uh, and so, you know, I was just, you know, like everyone else, just trying to make a buck, trying to sell my pictures, trying to network. And, uh, you know, I became involved with the DGEN's um, PFP project. You know, I got in the Discord. Yeah. What and, brought you to it out of curiosity? Uh, so, you know, my, my, my friend and also artist Jack Cato was like, told me about this project. He said, yeah, you know, Jack, he said, like, I think this is going to be a, a really cool PFP uh, collection. And, you know, OSF and Mando are, are really cool guys. You should check it out. And so I just joined the Discord, you know, not knowing anything. And then... I remember being in the discord grinding every day and we were talking about, you know, I mean, back then I, let me set up the, let me sort of set the, the atmosphere, you know, people used to grind in discord all day and discord was a lot of fun. The, the, like the jokes and the, everything going back and forth. And it was so fast paced and people were all saying like, how many are you going to mint? How many are you going to mint? And I said, I'm going to mint baby. as many as I can. Right. I said, but it depends on if I can get some sales before, you know, mint day. And then I remember, OSF went and like bought my three pieces on foundation. Oh, I've been sitting there for like six months. Like what a gentleman, you know, he was like, there you oh, go, man. man. Now you can mint as many as you want. And, uh, you know, then that obviously sort of built, uh, you know, the bond between OSF and I, and then I got on the super rare and he bought my, you know, my Genesis. And as they say, I guess, the, you know, the rest is history. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, Guido uh, raised a great point, two great, takeaways are first you know until very recently i agree i think photography the only thing harder in nfts than photography is music nfts and 100%. so it took a while because it's you know for an nft to be successful an artist the it has to be immediately recognizable and that's not as easy with just straight photography so guido is obviously stood apart both in the way he shoots the, his content. So it's, it's, I think he's dead right on that. And it's improved a lot. You know, you've had a high impact on the space. The other thing I always point out is uh, the partnership between artists and collectors is actually the basis of a lot of this space. And I think these wonderful stories you hear over and over for every great, super successful artist, there's usually someone who believed in them early. So again, it's cool to hear that. Yeah, a hundred percent. You know that that bond and that relationship between artists and collectors, you know, probably the bedrock of any successful artist's career. You know, and it, to be honest with you, we see it with PFPs as well. I mean, most successful PFP projects have like a real core of, you know, diehard uh, collectors that believe in the brand. And so, I actually don't think it's something that's exclusive to art. Obviously, I've experienced it on the artistic side because that's you know my medium, but I think that that's probably prevalent throughout the space. Yeah, I think that's totally true. Um, Burn, how much time do we have before we have to get to the guest? Burn, uh, have... Like 30 seconds. Okay, so then last question. Given your dedication as a mod in the chat room with Burn Dog, <laughs> how do you feel? About... No, I'm just fucking, I love that. 
So for those of you who don't know, Guido is actually officially still a mod in DGENs, which is super cool. Again, like he gets a lot done. He he helps us a ton. <laughs> yeah, whenever I'm banned. No, but I think it's really cool. Again, like we talk a lot and we're trying to figure out and share and all of us come together to figure out like what makes NFTs work or not. You know, it's quite it's not obvious always and it feels random sometimes, but we'll stress over and over. Like, I think like a community and then look, it's kind of cool. Like it's part of the lore. Obviously Guido's blown up, but he's like still listed in there and, uh, as a mod. So I think a lot of the cool stuff in NFTs around community and having memes and stories that bring the community together is critical. So I think it's a really cool thing. Um, and we're hyped to have Guido on the show. Thank you so much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, I'm going to do it. Once only. What we say is not financial advice. Burndog and I are morons. Don't listen to anything. Yeah, disregard everything we say on the show. But you know what, OG, to your point about community, like people that remember DJs, I mean, we round tripped to zero. And like <laughs> there was, a, you know, a group of us. I mean, we were all there. We didn't go anywhere. We were having a blast. <laughs> I mean, of course, we weren't happy that the project went down and up. You know, that loyalty and that that camaraderie and that, you know, so that's a real sense of community. That was one of the reasons why, you know, I wanted to remain as a mod in DJs because like I got my start there and I'm not going, you know, in real life, people know I'm not the kind of person that forgets where I came from ever. I mean, I get my hands dirty. I, uh, I do what I got to do. I'm not embarrassed at anything. And, you know, for me, that's just like my origin story. And, and that's where I will be for as long as I'm in, you know, the space and OSF tolerates me. So that's Jesus. Yeah, for sure, man. I, re I remember being in there when it was zero and, and you were there and we were grinding it out. And, uh, like you were, you were super active when I rolled in and things were at zero. So, um, it's crazy how the community's grown, uh, to a lot of loyal people, like several hundred that are, have that same loyalty, uh, from there. But, um, without further ado, we'll get started. Uh, but first, uh, we've got a little bit of a giveaway. Um, <clears throat> so Hefner, who is a regular in Rug Radio, um, good guy for sure. Um, he was nice enough to um, let me share my screen. And just grab this. Yeah, so he's nice enough to give away um, one of his Hefe's. Uh, so these are super cool. He just started them like a week ago, uh, making them, I believe they're AI, um, but he kind of changes the colors up. He's given pretty much everything away. I don't think he's even tried to sell anything yet. Actually, I'm, I'm pretty sure he has not. So he's just been kind of like giving these out to people. Um, but today he's giving out this turquoise jefe. I think these are sweet. Um, I think it's a really great uh, take on the, on the frogs. Um, I like the art a lot. I've got one that he sent me. So we're going to give one away. Um, so what you need to do, and we'll draw at the end of the show, is just do a little hashtag Hefe, H-E-F-E, -E, and I'll put it in the chat here. On the pinned uh, rug roast tweet. So I got a pinned tweet. Go to the rug roast uh, profile and just do hashtag H-E-F-E. And then we'll draw at the end of the show. Nobody let me forget that we got to draw. Because you know I, I forget shit all the time. <laughs> um, all right, Burn Dog, why not? Uh, so we'll do that right at the end? 
Yeah, man. Yep. Okay, so well, we're gonna, we have two projects today. What we're going to do to make sure it's easier and clearer, we're going to have Burn introduce the project, like basically one or two sentences, and then who from the project is on the line talking so that you got that we all understand the context. Uh, all right. And then Guido, I, if you had a chance to listen to our other ones, we will, you know, I'll go through some questions with them. And then at the end, we can talk about it or ask them more questions. So if you have any questions, you can sounds good, it. man. All right. Burn dog. Yeah, man. So, so crypto sanctum is a P to E game launching on Arbitrum, um, which I find interesting, right. With any kind of gaming NFTs, you know, you, you're better off building on a chain other than ETH. So people aren't getting smoked by gas. So, um, I've never been involved in an Arbitrum project at all. So I'm, I'm kind of excited. I, did. I, was, I, I was like, I bought a bunch of this Samurai's project. How'd it go? Correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Well, hey, man, let's uh, let's get in with these guys and see how it goes. Yeah. I mean, let's rock. Um, yeah, I, I'm always. Okay, so who, do have, who do we have from Sanctum on? You guys uh, it's on. just me here. Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, yeah, cool. I mean, you kind of did my job introducing it a little bit. I mean, that's exactly what it is. We're coming to Arbitrum. Uh, we're going to have our TGE at the first of next month, actually. And then. And then, uh, but still, the audience, before we move any further, your role in the project. I'm the founder. Yeah. And the, um, uh, and the little history of how you got here. How did you come up with, uh, when did you first enter crypto and NFTs and how did you come up with this project? Yeah, so I don't know exactly when I started following crypto, but it was about four years. I mean, it's the same sort of story with everyone, I guess, that in the, sort of the beginning of the pandemic is when I really started to like get into it. I was working as a systems administrator and I had literally just trained for this job and just gotten the job and like, the week of that, it closed. The company closed. Man, brutal. <laughs> and, I, and I was uh, I was moving abroad. Like, I already had a plane ticket. I had it was planned for like a long time. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, okay, well, I'll take a few thousand dollars that I have and figure it out. So I got on the plane. Where'd you go to? Uh, Eastern Europe. Don't. So it's cheap here, luckily, but. Uh, yeah, I kind of just said, okay, well, I'm going to figure out how to make some money. Okay, and so that, I, when did you start work on the game? Uh, we started working on the game over a year ago now. I don't have the date off the top of my head. but uh, Did you have any funding or when you started? How yeah, did you... We, we did a community raise. So I did like a, I ran a trading group called Selective for a long time for like, I don't know, like two or three years or something. And we did very, very well. And once crypto gaming started to become a thing, I'm a lifelong gamer. So once that started to become a thing, I was like looking at the projects and they're all like the shittiest games ever. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you can tell when it's just like a recycled game with like a really half-assed reskin. So, and these Which, things are getting huge, yeah. huge funding. So I'm yep. thinking like, well, we may as well just do a proper game, you know, with some soul, with some effort, with some like, real real like actually trying to do something interesting not just taking a shitty game and slapping crypto onto it yeah and i think this is a really interesting point you know there was a ton of hype around gaming last year and i think people weren't anywhere close to ready if you look yeah, at vc funding, it takes a long time to make a game 
Yeah, exactly. If you look at VC funding data, we're like probably actually three years into people leaving the big companies to try to start. So I think we haven't seen much of gaming and what we've seen hasn't done well. So up until recently, my general view was like, I don't want to invest in gaming NFTs. I think gaming and fashion are the two most like next big easy apps and hopefully music, but I'd say uh, fashion and gaming, I think are getting developed to the point where it's possible that it could be like yeah that. i mean gaming's not going anywhere whatever people say and there's some re no real way. benefits to having it's gonna grow. Uh, yeah there's the real benefits to having like a financial system already integrated just by the 100%. fact of being part of crypto i mean i can say that it's even harder to develop a game that uses DeFi, but it really has some benefits that are like tangible and real and being able to access just plug straight into a real economy with your game that's already that's what's already there. So that's something most games can't even do. So, so why do you choose Arbitrum? Uh, well, we said from the beginning, beginning we're actually like chain agnostic. Whenever we first were building, we we're building on uh, Binance Smart Chain. But now uh, we'd rather be on a little bit like a chain with a better reputation. So we would like to be on ETH, of course. Yeah. But that's I, not really... I disagree with Vern. I would do... Do you think it's possible to have ETH as where you settle ultimately, but then you do all the in-game transactions like NFT Worlds was going to do with its own token. And then you just, you basically act like a uh, layer two and then go back to ETH. Is that possible to do, you think? Or do you yeah, think- Yeah, I mean, all of it's feasible, of course. It's just what What's you want to do. What's the best, easiest way, you think? What's that? Is, is using existing L2 the best way? Yeah, I mean, it's just what you want to spend your time developing. I mean- if there was, if we wanted to spend our time to make this sort of system, we could do it, but we'd rather for at least first make a game because that's what I think is really missing in the space is like actual games that are like, you can't play other places. What I do you mean, think are the best two or three games in the space right now that come to mind? I don't really, I don't really like any crypto games, to be honest. Okay. Uh, what do you think is the most overrated without shade? I'm just Well, curious. I mean, of course, Axis is the most overrated, right? I mean, it's not really like, <laughs> there's nothing to play even really. Yeah. Uh, what I mean, do you think of the board ape game? What's that? The board ape thing. What do you think of that? I haven't played it. I, 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 I like I, it. I mean, I've been like, we've been kind of heads down focused on the game. Uh, I haven't been following like the past like few months too much, but board apes game, I've seen like some mini games and stuff like that. Do they have like an actual full? Launcher. I mean, I know like every NFT project was like, oh, we'll make a game. And it's like, I mean, yeah, if I was a game. Yeah. So other side, they, um, they've had two rounds of testing. Um, so it's definitely not fully done. They've got a lot of work to do, but the mechanics, the graphics feel really good. I, I played both of them. Um, and I'm a gamer. I've been playing video games my whole life and yeah. it felt good. You know, it, it depends on how they lay things out and what they do with it, but um, I think it's got a good chance of being successful for sure. Yeah, just like in real world gaming, you're going to have like opportunity for AAA studios, which is like, let's say Axies and Sandbox and stuff like this. And then also indie developers, which is like us with a smaller team. And we can make more interesting kind of handmade. I do all the writing for the project. We have like it all handwritten stories and stuff like that. And we have, I also designed all, the, I well, I do most things except for developing. So I like did all the design for the game, stuff like that. Tried to make it interesting. It is interesting. Yes, I mean, why, you can play it now. Why don't we do this? That's what I was going to say. Why don't you now summarize sort of what 
what you have today, what the actual NFT portion is and what the plan for the project is, and then hit on any details like estimated size, price, timing, how, you know, how you're allocating, et cetera. Sure, sure. So right now we already have available to players. They can, okay, so the game is going to initially take part in two modules. And one of them is a turn-based combat system where you can have up to, it's like up to a 3v3. And you use our, and what our you NFT. Let's assume people don't know anything about it. So what, what kind of like give them uh, some context? What kind of game is it? What are you? Okay, well, imagine like Axies, if you know Axies, except for you're actually controlling the people instead of them just shooting stuff at each other. So you take, it's the same sort of thing where you have an NFT that's your one of your characters and you can you can assemble a team of them of up to three and fight another team of them of up to three. And it's like in turns, you, you fight each other. And it's not just, uh, just a turn-based game. We have like a unique spin on it to try to make it unique. I mean, that's maybe for... What? Yeah, it's maybe hard to explain if you're not a gamer and you have no nothing. No, I'm getting it. All. That but makes sense. Basically... <laughs> okay, okay. So basically, uh, I can say for Burn, he'll get it for sure. So like basically, the main difference between our turn-based game, other than the fact that it's in DeFi, is we have like a system where uh, most spells, whenever you cast them, they actually apply not immediately, but on the next turn. So that that way, like the enemy side has a one turn to react, basically. And oh, this is like not okay, something I've seen. Maybe it exists, but like it's kind of something I always yeah, wanted to see. You don't complete a round, everything settled, and then start the round and do whatever your action is and complete it. You're yeah, I mean, it, it's a bit. It, it's easier once you like feel it in game, I guess. But basically, yeah. I just wanted because a lot of turn-based games, you get into the thing where like you're not even playing against someone because whatever they cast is going to happen anyway, you know. So you're just hitting each other. But I wanted like to be able to. I wanted you to think like I mean, you could play it mindlessly too. And so sorry, is the idea that people who have played Axis will be an easier audience to recruit if they is it a similar feel and format? Well, I mean, it's similar in the sense that like it looks similar, not in the art style, but like the way they're positioned and stuff like that. But it's a different game. I mean, really, okay, and it should it, be, a... be easier for somebody who's played Axies to quickly get up and run. Yeah, that's good for sure. For sure. I mean, it has Wait, has similar mechanics. What's that? How much money did you raise? Seven hundred k. Okay, and um, how many NFTs? So, can you, today can you buy an NFT from your project? Yeah, so you can only buy them right now on our own marketplace. We built like our own proprietary marketplace which has a custom UI, UI and stuff like that. So you can actually hop on right now and buy it right by now. I would suggest to wait until we're on Arbitrum and then you can buy it. But yeah, you could jump in right now. And actually the pawns right now are still going to get airdrops tokens. So technically anyone could participate in a presale right now even. But you have to buy from other players basically. So the tokens, are those like in-game tokens? or? Yeah, or... so it'll be used throughout the in-game economy. Uh, it'll be used for everything from... When you send uh, your, well, I didn't discuss another part of the game, but it'll be used for crafting everything in game, basically. I mean, it'll be used to trade. What's the other part of the game? So What's that? What's the other part of the game so people know so they can be excited or not? Uh, so the other part of the game is like an idle kind of part of the game where you can send your characters on missions, which are like kind of like. Uh, handwritten story you can read and then you have to allocate them in a certain way based on their strengths and to like 
I don't know, beat this quest. And then after a certain amount of time, it'll come back with a story of what, how it com- how it went. Like it'll, we have a system basically where, well, it's maybe too much to explain, but like basically it writes the story based on how your your characters did in the game. So like it comes back with a report basically. So like it's a medieval like fantasy game. And like you're yeah. the the idea is you're a guild master and you control a guild of uh, characters like adventurers. We call them pawns. Too, bird dog. I'm not. I never not. I was into gaming as well. Yeah. No oh, anyway, so I don't mean to like. Uh, no, no, no I like it. Okay, so quickly. No, no, I don't. I was joking with bird dog, not you. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, okay. So how many NFTs do you plan on offering total? Uh, we're gonna have uh, like a soft cap for NFTs, so you can always mint them, but uh, to control supply, it'll get more and more and more expensive uh, as you mint them. And uh, so then we have from? another... Si- What's that? So where's an example of where something would start? Where someone would start to play, you mean? Start price. So I come in today and I buy one. It's what? Point zero, whatever. Or point... What is it? Well, I'm I just think trying they to were like... Thing. You're not having a fixed amount of NFTs, but you're using... A- the more demand, the more price goes up. Transient actually has a very interesting contract that's structured this way where like mm-hmm. the, the more people buy, the more the price goes up. Yeah, Is so basically my the way, the way I approached uh, crypto gaming was I kind of identified the problems I saw in it and then tried to specifically target these and like fix them. Instead of just making another project, I tried to like do something different, innovate a little bit. And one of the things is like, uh, having an elastic supply of pawns and then also having a way to destroy pawns for a reason. So like uh, there's going to be two ways to create a new character pawn and that's through crafting, which you will need to destroy other pawns to do and also just through minting. So as minting price gets higher, it'll be you people will be incentivized to use the other method to like try to create better ones. So that way right. it gives like some base value to even let's say a Really basic, shitty. Yeah, a bird issuance combined, like in a stable coin, almost. By the way, Guido and Bird Dog, hop in. I didn't mean to ask if you guys have some questions, please. Yeah, I actually just wanted to jump in a second and ask. So, is this a like, is this play to earn? There are rewards, and somehow, like, through either through the player versus yeah. player or the quest version as well? Are they both? Yeah, it'll, it'll all have rewards. So, there'll be, there's already, you can already. There's already a multiplayer system involved so that you can fight against each other. And the quests will be PvE. So, like, you'll just be going... I mean, you're not going to be fighting people on an idle game, but on the, the turn-based game, you can fight each other, and there'll be rewards for all of it. We don't have the... The reward system's not done yet. We're still working on it. Okay. And so on the first, we do TGE. And then about a month afterwards, we're shooting for mainnet with our economic system and stuff like that. And so the will the rewards be will it be possible to exchange the rewards for like for Arbitrum or for other tokens or is it just in game reward system? Yeah, you'll you'll be getting our currency, our our token as a reward. So it's it'll play turn game as an R token. We'll try right. to one of the things, of course, is like runaway inflation with stuff like that. Uh, we have a few systems like that, that that are in place to like try to fight that, and we'll try to do as many rewards as we can with in-game rewards, stuff like that, like new NFTs. Maybe we have an item system for the characters. You can attach items to them, and we can cool. give those as rewards. And then like people that. can sell can sell those items on the marketplace and that kind of thing. Exactly. Is that the idea? Exactly. Awesome. Cool, man. Sounds cool. 
So are you going to have in-store shops or where people can essentially use the tokens and they just get burnt forever to help uh, control the supply then? Yeah, yeah. So it'll actually just go to... So basically, one thing is basically that I saw as a problem is uh, these supplies getting just endlessly inflated. And something I would I, I, we wanted to try to do is have a fixed supply so we can't just freely mint and try to control the supply and keep reserves for when times are good and then inject money back in when times are bad. Because if you look at a chart of a gaming token, you'll notice they have like a couple weeks of it doing really, really well. And then everyone who actually plays the game is fucked. And everyone who just leached money out of it is, is like fine. So we wanted to reward the people who actually play the game. So during like good times, we'll stockpile money and convert it into real assets, something like ETH or something. And all the extra money we have from Wait, uh, you guys will discretionarily treasury and convert you guys it to, can, to uh you guys will take okay. treasury and buy and sell other currencies based on your judgment of where the market is. Yeah, the whole point would be to stockpile only when like let's say if we're pumping or something like that. We're not gonna just destroy the pump or something like that. We have taxes in place already, stuff like that. We'll be taking money out of supply. We can even implement some burning and stuff like that. But the idea would be to build a treasury that we can maybe do other things with, invest in other projects, and that money will go back into the game economy. So there is, I've got a concern with that. So you would take your token and maybe buy ETH, or just as an example, you'd buy ETH and then invest mm -hmm. that in another project. Is, is that correct? Yeah, that's an one example. example of what we could do. It would okay, be up so, to the community what we do with it, of course. All right. So that's a concern because if you're trading your token openly on markets, um, many would say that makes it, a, it could possibly, we don't know for sure, but that puts it in risk of being a security. Um, so there are some issues with that. And what I've seen from other projects um, that I'm involved in is you can't, the, the team cannot, be involved in any way in any type of liquidity pools or trading trading your tokens or anything like that so that's that's a, a free bit of advice to keep you out of compliance trouble um and bird dog, how are we on time i know you're the clock master we've got well it took us like 10 minutes to get started because i don't know how to use computers um but we've got uh we've got you like still don't. nobody can hear us on spaces apparently i'm getting messages yeah i know we'll say like two more minutes okay do you have any more questions, Guido or Burndog? No, I, that was mainly my uh, my question was about the rewards. I guess I'm a, I must I understand what you're saying about the game a little bit. I think one of the challenges I'm trying to visualize the game a little better, and I've seen axes, and also it seems like to Burndog's last point. I guess I'm having a little challenge because it's I get it when I've run businesses that actually it's the correct answer is to have flexibility. Hey, yeah, if this exactly. is happening, we want. So I have no issue with that. I think the challenge for me is um, uh, it seems like many potential things that could radically impact the risk profile and upside of your project. Like if you guys go and buy ETH when you think it's high or low, look, 
That's uh, if that was the, I have a CFA and MBA, I managed hundreds of millions of dollars. And I'm not trying to say that as like what I'm saying. So I did this professionally and fuck, I fucked that up all the time. You know, that's like a really hard, if that was easy, we'd all be rich. So what I worry about is, um, you, you know, I like the part as a guy who ran businesses, like this is what I always tell startups and artists. You never know what the fuck's going to happen with your company or your project, because you may go in with one intent thinking you're starting one thing and you need to be flexible enough that whatever the market tells you it needs, you do that. So I think the only, uh, um, are we getting their screenshots? Sorry. Yeah. So the only thing, um, I would say is, uh, probably some precision around my understanding of the project and sort of how and why it's different and will win would probably, if it, if you had a little more, if I, if you could explain it to somebody like me in a way that was easier for me to understand, it probably would make it easier for me to be more confident in the project if that makes sense is that fair so like if you could do it with pictures <laughs> no, pictures. yeah i mean we, we will certainly before before I've seen, we'll right have... up. I've seen look they just shared for everybody crypto underscore sanctum um you can see some of the characters you can see some of the supply and crafting details so i think that's super helpful it looks a bit like forgotten ruin um but yeah, we're going for like a, a kind of early 2000s RPG art style. This yeah, is yeah, like yeah, my yeah. heyday of gaming, and I really like it. So we have really talented artists working yeah, with us. It's good. Yeah, I like that. It's sort of like, uh, yeah, I see the characters. It's pretty fucking cool, actually. Yeah, yeah I appreciate Let it. Me, uh... all, of our, all of our UI is all custom. And we've got it's a web app, so you can just hop like right on. It's pixelated, to, right? It's like semi. That's like it's super pixel art. It's pixel art, so it's done yeah, by it's hand. Good. Every pixel's placed individually. Oh fuck, man! Yeah, I don't envy our artists to be honest. Yeah, I've, it's I've a done lot of work. Pixel stuff. It's fucking exhausting. I guess if there's some programs, it's easier to do it. But it's okay, cool, dude. I mean, I, I like the pixel yeah, art for sure. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm a super pixel. I appreciate it. And whenever you see it fully animated and stuff like that, it really comes to life. I mean, you can actually just, I think there's a video of it. If you scroll down a little bit, you can see kind of the UI. Okay. Hey, Burn, I'm getting told that they can barely hear me. They can hear you and they can <laughs> even worse hear the project. So this is, we'll fix this next time. The good news is we are getting it on StreamYard. So yeah, you, YouTube's working, right? Just Twitter's messed up. The spaces is not working. So I'm just one. I just want to give that feedback. Okay. Um, and I recommend everyone go look at at crypto underscore sanctum S A N C T U M right now. Okay. Burn dog. Now Guido, yeah, here's Guido. Would you prefer that we go first and then you go or what I'd prefer because I think it's way cooler not to bias somebody is you go and rate the project first because you're our uh, much better guest host. And so rather than us having any way of framing it, I'd much rather you just do whatever you want and rate it. Or if you prefer, we can go first and then you can go after. What do you prefer? No, I'm totally fine rating it. Um, am I just going to talk about it or what, am I, what do you want me to do? Number like, one to 10 and then give your feedback on what you thought, anything that could be given your, your success in the space. So, Anything, just be straight with people. That's yeah, I mean. no, no. I think, look, you can be honest. 
so I useful and be useful for them. Yeah. So, I mean, look, I am I'm a gamer as well. And so I'm very familiar with like the 2000 style gaming, uh, role-playing. I like that particular genre of, of, of gaming where, you know, it's a little bit more thought provoking. Um, I've yet to see a game in the crypto space. That's for me engaging. I've also yet to see a real successful game in the crypto space to everyone's point. Um, but you know, having heard that, you know, what they're working on and how they're positioning themselves. I think that if they can figure out this in-game reward system and token, you know, it looks like a, a, an eight to me on, uh, you know, a level of one to 10. It seems like they've sort of dotted their I's and crossed their teeth. Big Guns Guido coming out with an eight. I like it. I think it sounds good, you know, and, and I guess then we'll just see how it, how it unfolds, how it executes. It's a good score. It's a damn good score. Man, an aid from Guido. Jeez. I sent him news and he rated him five. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm kidding. All right, Burn Dog, you want me to go next or you want to go? Uh, Go for it, man. Okay, so I I actually did game and I love gaming. I'm not an active gamer now and was always mediocre at it. I really like the look of the art and I think there's a, you know, it's really been hard to come in the, I was sort of a D&D nerd as well and I think there's this like big sort of D and D ish sector that even goblins and some other stuff touched on where there still hasn't been sort of the same, you know, the success in NFTs that there has been in the real world. The art looks cool. I'd say for me, the challenge is I think gaming's a hard space. I think some of these things you won't know till I see, and it's like a very difficult to contextualize without seeing what you actually do because specifics matter a ton in gaming like what exactly do i have to do to do this is that fun or not is this and um it does seem like i said not in any kind of bad way but you're right to keep a lot of control but it's just hard for me that if i'm like well i don't know i i'd have to see how good this guy actually is and so uh and it i don't like personally um no controls around capital allocation or like are not very stringent ones because I've been in many DAOs and what always happens is they start like this. Let's spend our money to do this little tiny thing. And the next one's twice as big. And by the end of the fucking week, they want to buy a crypto punk and then they use all the money and you're fucked. So I'll, and it's very hard to function as a DAO. So I came in big eyes wide open, hoping, but I'm probably biased against that. And then, um, you know, I just, I don't like supply. I never liked stable coins, particularly algorithmic ones. And this will effectively be not to simplify and be dumb, but like, you know, again, the specifics around how supply grows and is burned will determine a lot. And so I just say for me, this project, I'm, I like the art, the teams had money, which I like to see spend money. They're in a segment of gaming. I think is interesting. Art looks cool, but the, all those other factors would make this one that's not wouldn't work for me uh, at this point, um, and I'd have to see how it all pans out and revisit. So I, I'm trying to be more formal with my ratings, and let's assume I want everyone to know I start with most NFT projects are zero because that's where they end up. So the average is actually zero, not five. Ten means like it's the craziest thing you've ever seen. So five means it's like got you know a shot. So I'd say look my my. I'm concerned because I've seen so many game burnouts. I'm concerned 
because I don't, you know, you're going to need funds probably. And so I'm probably with all due respect, like, I think there's a lot of good here, but my rating's probably going to be five and a half. All right. Yeah. Good feedback there. So, um, like I said, I like the fact that the game is going to be an Arbitrum. Um, it, like, I would like if you can, like OG mentioned, like mint the main NFT on like an ETH or something like that, just because you're going to hit so many more people. It's, there's a lot more exposure. Um, I like the art. That's cool. I like the idea of uh, of having a PvP and PvE. Um, I, I kind of look at like and attracting active gamers. Sorry, Bern, I dropped that. I dropped the ball. Now you're right. Yeah, I I kind of like. I mean, it kind of reminds me of Wolf Game. I never played it, but just like looking at like stuff I've seen from it, um, something kind of like that, I guess. Uh, which actually has been pretty successful. Um, yeah, it's hard to say. I, I mean, the idea of trading your coins openly on the market is definitely uh, a major concern. So I'm not a lawyer or anything, but I, you know, I I probably wouldn't do that if it were me. Um, but there's other ways to control supply and things like that. Um, so that said, uh, I mean, I, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be in between these two. I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna give it a seven point three six five. I told you, Vito. And OG likes when I'm very specific with my numbers, so I'm gonna give it a seven point three six five. That's that's pretty good. Um, yeah. That's what I had. Yeah, and I think again, rating scales are different between each judge and what that we all weight. So I just I, I would never want to guess. I want people to come on here and feel they got supported and earnest feedback. And there is the reason you're here is there's a lot of great stuff on the project. And I think hopefully we're helpful in our feedback. So thanks so much. Sure. I appreciate the feedback, guys. And I just want to jump in really quick and say that we're actually definitely not a DAO. I don't think they work at all. So and we will have controls. And we'll okay, go a little good. bit more. In, we'll go a little bit more into the economic system uh, before mainnet, before we actually launch it out. Uh, we've put a lot of thought into it, and I mean the key part is we're going to try stuff different, and we're going to be flexible. I like it, man. Yeah, and for anyone again, it's crypto underscore sanctum. Um, I posted their their link. It's all over our Twitter. I put it on the YouTube as well. Um, I appreciate so it, guys. Check them out. All right, thanks, man. Appreciate thanks, it. Yeah, cheers, have a good one. Thanks, thanks again, Burn Dog. You want to bring up the next guest, bud? Yeah, they're already up. Um, hey guys. Hey. Hey. <laughs> welcome, welcome. Yeah, so we've got we've got Lost Boy. Um, it's a music NFT. Um, they are let's see, an independent record label launched in August 2021. Um, they're focused on music and mental health. Um, so yeah, obviously experienced, and it's a it's a music NFT. Which uh, hey, who do we have from the project on? The founders, the founders. What <laughs> our audience know? Yeah, so my dream. By the way, I'm biased. Music NFTs are hard, but I want to release music NFTs, and I'm trying. Bro, so, I heard I heard the song you guys launched in the intro, and I as I mentioned in the chat, I would love 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 to send you some beats. Yeah, let's rock, man. I like to freestyle, actually. That's the fun part, too. I, okay, I got you. I promise. Yeah, After this yeah. spaces, so, I'm, I'm going to hook you up. Rock, G. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for having us. Yeah, man. Good to have you as well. Yeah. Um, let's share the Twitter, Burn Dogs, so everybody can be looking at it. 
while we're yeah, talking. I'll uh, I'll Why pull do you all say that. Out just say it out too, so for people. It's Lost Boy NFT. Yep. Okay. I hate the word NFT. By the way, I fucking hate it. <laughs> Digital collectibles. Why do you why do you change it? Why do you do like uh, we, Lost we are, Boy we're, XYZ? We're, no, it's gonna be Lost Boy Universe okay. pretty soon. Yeah, <laughs> that works. Lost Boy WTF? Maybe that's too. Or that? Yeah, yeah, or that. <laughs> it is interesting. Just before we dig in, I mean, obviously, one of the cool things now in Web G Web three is like, what's your? If you have .com, it's not cool. It's like, what's the, what is cool? And I agree with you. Having NFT in your name, even though I'm all into NFTs, it's not the right way. So it's not. Like, yeah, it's yeah. not. It's not. And we've been planning on changing this for a while now, but um, we've just been prolonging it. But uh, we're, soon enough, we're going to change everything. We're going to change it all. All right, let's get lost. Why don't you tell us about um, what the project is in a short summary and then a history of the project, how it got started, if you've raised money. Awesome. Okay, so uh, thanks for having us, obviously. Um, I go by Alframi. I'm a music producer and I'm an artist from Lebanon. Uh, I live oh, in I'm the half Lebanese. No way. I swear to God. My parents, no. are, yeah, my parents are from the Caribbean. They were from a little island called St. Kitts. My dad's family is Lebanese. My mom's is English. Fuck yeah, that's cool. Yeah, for real. That's really good. <laughs> like, when was the last, have Lebanon. you ever been to Lebanon? I have never. I sort of growing up, because my parents were both born and raised in the Caribbean, even though my dad like highly values his ethnic heritage, I was much more connected with the Caribbean personally. Like we'd go okay. spend two months a year. I sort of like think more culturally Caribbean, but our like family and all the one of my Lebanese friends jokes, you know, all the standard Lebanese stuff. Like, if you don't waste half the food, there wasn't. That's I mean, you, you should make a trip. Bro, my brother went and he said it was so sick. Yeah, I'm saying you should. Like, especially yeah, I got to do it. I got to do it. You should. I mean, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, so uh, I live in the UAE right now. Uh, I've been in the music scene for quite some time now. Uh, I have an artist project called Aframi, and I've accumulated over like 120 million streams on Spotify under my own brand. Um, I've worked oh, with artists. Legit. Yeah, <laughs> I've worked with artists such as Nick Jonas. On what platform? Sorry, uh, Spotify. So you got how much? Is, I if you don't want to share, I understand. Yeah. Yeah. For 120 million streams, how much a motherfucker make for that? <laughs> so, um, based Re on online revenue, it's it's all a, like approximately for every million streams, you get about uh, three to four thousand dollars. But that's uh, fucking bullshit, bro. Yeah, I know, right? I know, I know, I know. That's you'd scream a million times. This, 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 this is why we're here. This is why we're here. Oh, that's <laughs> fucking bullshit, you know? Like, I know. So, I know. You do, so let me get this right. They get 120 million, and you get like that, that's crazy. Anyway, okay, yeah. sorry. It's, it's that's, criminal. That's, that's, it's that's criminal. without that's without the the splits that I have with other artists on my song. Yeah, that's so what I was gonna say. Plus manager, plus yeah, 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 yeah. hundred percent. Like yeah, yeah. you have to have because I have published some music. Not seriously, but you, then you have to like pay. You buy law. You have to have like 
representation and join fucking various like unions fucking want to and by yeah. the end of it they've taken so even Everything. with that I think, <laughs> anyway we can talk about that but interesting thing but yeah i've i've uh worked with artists i i have an official remix for nick jonas uh i have some production credits for burna boy mcconan and uh, dj snake on his latest album um but that's enough about me uh prior to nfts uh lost boy has been an independent record label that was created with the purpose of releasing music that was not limited by genre or style uh the reason for that is obviously i'm an artist myself and i always felt limited to what i can and i can't release because everything had to fit on quote-unquote uh brand and i never really understood that because creatively uh i felt like every, every i felt like i was always being trapped in a box and for me creating lo-fi music was a way to deal with uh the depression and anxiety that i was dealing with at the time but i never really uh, wanted to just keep all these songs uh on my hard drive and not share them with the world and as a result of that i began releasing music under the lost boy label Uh, with different alias accounts because I really want to release the songs that were genuinely making me feel better in hopes that someone who was going through a tough time or was What struggling. What year was this? Uh, I would say 2020. Uh, 2020, yeah. So like during uh, COVID and shit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and in late 2020 to early 2021, I managed to release around 150 songs And, if, and since then, we grew our main lo-fi playlist on Spotify to over 100,000 monthly listeners. What's the name of that list? Uh, lo-fi? You can, just, uh, you, can, uh, you can find it. It's called, uh, if you search, wait, let me get the name for you. Lo-fi. If you search, um, sorry, I'm loading it up right now. If you search Lost Boy Universe, you can find all our playlists that we have on Spotify. But the playlist okay, so specifically... Yeah, so they have. Yeah, so so this is what I wanted to talk about. So um since our NFT launch, uh prior to NFTs actually, um no, let's talk about yeah, let's talk about our NFT launch. Uh, since our NFT launch, uh we managed to create to release over um 150 songs and um we decided to incorporate our Lost Boy character that was the main logo as the main avatar in our, P- in our PFPs. But we didn't want to just release a PFP. We decided to add a react- reactive. That's not the main playlist. I'll send you a link to the main playlist right now. Um, wait, let me just okay. it right. copy. Just so the listeners have it yeah. available. There we go. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I, we didn't we didn't want to just release a PFP, so we decided to to add and keep that in mind. This was in August of 2021. Uh, we decided to add reactive backgrounds and lo-fi loops to accompany the the PFP that we had. And the main purpose behind our NFT launch was to inspire a generation to pretty much unapologetically be themselves, because If you, as you can see in today's world, it helps to share your mind with um, supportive and growth-minded individuals in a community that welcomes you. And that's what 
Lost Boy has always uh, really been about. And um, since our NFT launch, from our mental health approach, we donated a percentage of our initial, initial proceeds from 2021 to Mental Health America. We've launched multiple campaigns, such as our Speak Up campaign, where people can vent and write. About what percent? What percent did you donate? Twenty percent. That's legit. Yep. And uh, we've launched multiple campaigns, such as our Speak Up campaign, where people can vent and write about whatever's on their mind, share it with the world. I and fucking hate bird dog <laughs> Exactly. You should have seen, <laughs> should have seen, should have seen the messages we got. It was fucking hilarious. <laughs> Uh, OG keeps sending me dick pics. I'm almost out. <laughs> we got a lot of those. Trust me. We, those. <laughs> oh, um, we used to offer daily lift, up, lift ups on our Discord. Just a sense of a push for whoever needs it. Uh, we used to hold uh, weekly tour spaces. And eventually, uh, recently, we partnered with, uh, mental health with, a, with Mental Health Collective uh, because we believe they're the leaders for mental health support and awareness in the Web3 space. Now, okay, so it looks like your project launched in August 2021. Since then, you have almost 10,000 items. You've done 821 ETH. Yes, correct. Yeah, that's correct. Okay, and then, so, um, so what's coming today that we are, that's new at the end of this collection? Okay, I'm, so... Uh, I, I want to talk about like what we've done musically because this is something we're trying oh, to uh, uh, really like pioneer in. Uh, so and like I said, we think you know, unfortunately for our audience, you know, um, I bought I think it's Space Fight MF NFT that had some great art. Um, yeah. Uh, generally, uh, there was just a cool thing on Super Rare with a with a first music NFT on Super Rare. Uh, music and NFTs, and you know, obviously Snoop Dogg took his catalog for a while, took it off Spotify, it's back on, but I, I think like, look, music NFTs hold so much promise, been incredibly not successful, and so another space I'd love to see and makes a ton of sense, and uh, so this is, with this backdrop, it'll be really cool to hear what you do. I just want to add one thing. You're speaking about music NFTs, and and yeah, it's definitely it hasn't been successful. Why? Because uh, most of us consume music on streaming platforms, right? So people are just like, why should that's I buy right. this NFT? Um, and yeah, and that makes sense. Know, that's what I had the same thing with my song. I was like, I want to mint it, but like, it's there's not a common place exactly. to like playlists and search and so on that's widely enough used that it, it, it's a huge barrier. Right. Yeah, it is. And uh, so that's why uh, I think uh, I think the person that's doing it best is is Blau uh, when he started uh, Royal and he started looking into music ownership. And he talked about this the other day. That's uh, what blockchain and, and, and NFTs did for for music was that it added this extra for the first time. Uh, regular, you know, like normal people who aren't artists can actually co-own a song with an artist. Right. And that's something you couldn't do before. Um, and I think that's, at least for me, I think that's where, or us, let's say, I think that's that's where music NFTs make the most oh, sense. And, and there's now the ability to not just share ownership, but share 
revenue stream. Exactly. 100%. So that's that's Which that's is exactly like really it. cool. So like people who supported you early. Yeah, that's that's something. Gallup just uh, just want to touch uh, on that. That's something that I wanted to talk about. Uh, we have a collection called the Artist XP collection where people can stake their Lost Boys, earn our token, and claim my music NFT from our music uh, from our uh, Artist XP collection. And in return, they if submitted, they release the songs the holders claim uh, on all streaming platforms, and that enables them to earn streaming royalties through their NFTs. Uh, That's a pretty cool mechanism. I mean, I definitely know that, broadly speaking, and I know some examples I can't get into yet, but I think generally using staking as a way directly for people to reward artists is a way the market is going, or there's going to be a lot of attempts at this. This seems to me where a lot of people want to figure this out a way of, hey, I, I basically want to make bets on artists and share if I succeed. Yeah, definitely. And uh, just to add on to what Rami was saying, um, uh, and just to talk more about music NFTs in general, I think uh, people also have the wrong idea. Like when you buy art for an artist, you're kind of supporting them and their, um, their uh, career, right? You're helping an artist, let's say if you buy a one-of-one um, art piece or photography piece like you know Guido does um, you're helping that artist uh, keep his career going right and eventually the market prices things um, but you never you know initially no one buys them for for uh, incentives right no one buys them to make money they just buy them to support the artist and I think music NFT, NFTs can also be thought of that way like you're just helping you heard Rami he has 120 million uh, streams, right? <laughs> but people don't understand the music business model is that you don't make, uh, as an artist, you don't make that much uh, revenue off these. Well, streams. that's why that's why live concerts are off the charts now. Most artists exactly. make all their money on live shows. Often the merch has been taken from them, but if they're lucky, merch too. And private shows like you know, yep. rich people having like when Burn Dogler's having his quinceanera or whatever, he, he'll have like a my really quince, quince, my quinceanera, my quinceanera. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean that's 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 where that's why mu that's why it's been tough for music NFTs. But you know, just like uh, you know, Aframi said, uh, I think our most exciting uh, collection. We've dropped multiple collections. You know, we dropped a, a secondary collection called Lost Girl. We are dropped uh, off Rami music NFTs. You know, we had uh, AR uh, activations. We've we've done a lot. We've integrated skins in Decentraland. Um, we've partnered with Biopills to uh, produce their soundtrack for their Bioverse. Um, so we're really trying to push so, music NFTs forward. Yeah. And uh, yeah, go ahead. What do we have today that's new or special that our that we're here to offer our sure, incredibly yeah. smart and capable and talented <laughs> and good judgment audience? Has the brilliance to turn into this channel. <laughs> so I mean, uh, just like uh, Rami was, uh, Rami mentioned. Uh, so our main collection is Lost Boy, right? Through Lost Boy, you can stake your Lost Boy. You get our token. It's an ERC twenty. It has no value. It's just a utility token, um, and uh, um, this will allow you to uh, mint future drops. Uh, future drops meaning our artist XP, which uh, Rami was talking about as well, um, and. This artist XP is is music that's produced in house, 
um, you know, it's uh, it's smaller collections because it's full songs. And what we do is we we called it Artist XP because we're taking um, the holder through the artist experience of releasing a song, distributing it. I mean, we do all the work for them, right? If they turn, if they this is not no AI time. music. I make these songs. <laughs> I make these it's, fucking it's songs. Interesting. So you're saying these these lost boy like I'm looking at the floor. Lost boy two four six six point zero zero nine eight. Then lost boy the next one point actually the floor within like six sales theoretically is like point zero two. But what? So you buy one of these things. Yeah, you can then you can then you know stake them on our on our platform, and then you you get the ERC twenty tokens, and then from there you you'll be eligible. What, for what's going to make these bad boys go up though? They've been around a while. Like, why is why do you think they're going to go up in value? I mean, I don't, I don't. So that's one thing about us. We right floor price is important. We've seen that, um, but we've seen a lot of people get wrecked. We've seen uh, fake floors. We've seen you know high cycles in twenty twenty one that made other projects yeah, and i don't think i don't think projects should talk about their floor i guess what i'm saying yeah. is ultimately when you have an nft it is ultimately a financial for sure I buy it to get to have it go up and make money or get rewards or get basically they it either has to give them some access to something they need to get something out of it of value and hope it doesn't they don't lose their money so when we look at this i'm with you for price is not something you control, but you do control what you can do to drive value and then interest in the project. So what, why should somebody today run out in a, in a tough market, you know, and grab one of these? Cause well, everyone, I mean, everyone, yeah, that's been, everyone that's been around since last year left. <laughs> exactly. And we're still here, you know, we're still building and we're still doing our thing. Um, so that's the biggest difference between uh, us and them. And then that's not really what uh, what what do you guys have like in like generally stuff like uh, you know a project achieving new thing for your project. Look, one of the most challenging things we're seeing is like ultimately a lot of PFPs had a bunch of promise in 2022, like we started with metaverse and gaming, and you get you know daily, weekly shipments of burned oglers underwear stuff that people thought would be useful but now a year later all they have is empty promises a profile picture and a community and it's very hard to keep that momentum we see that even once some i didn't like some i like but there's no doubt pfps that once traded at insane levels are now you know not and so i think my general challenge on pfps there's a set of standards like it has to be distinct. You need to have a good community that provides value, typically in the form of alpha. You need like a language. You know, Rec Guy has Rect. Cryptodes had Vibe. Crypto Dick Butts have Size. Or you have a little funny way of writing your name like Goblins or Motherfucker or whatever. So I think like BFP projects are very difficult and the money is generally made by the people who issue them up front and then some speculative period. So because this is an existing project and I think I love what you guys are doing, but like 
I hate to just be sort of blunt. It's like, what's going to make this go up? What's going to re-engage people? Do you have a huge artist? You're going to, is Althrami going to drop another hundred million listens and somehow benefit? Are we going to get, you know, Burn Dog or doing dancing? What's going to make this thing go up? What are you saying? Uh, five E's. Five E's yeah. per dance. <laughs> and Guido and Burn nah, Dog. I, yeah, Guido and Burn Dog. I mean, you know, just listening, sorry to interject here, but this is, you know, and Gallup's brought up a good point. Uh, you know, as a visual artist, you know, people uh, buy my art maybe because they connect with it, because they own it, because, yes, as you said, OG, there's some, you know, financialization of all NFTs, whether it's PFP or art. That's not something that we can get away from. And I think that this yeah, is the you biggest... played that game well, Guido. You did. I mean, yeah, I mean, I try to really, yeah. you know, I've I've tried to sort of bridge the gap between the two. But I think with music and dudes, and... like obviously the subject of your work is a it's helpful yeah, people can, people the can but you know with music nfts this is the challenge because if people buy my photograph or my art they own that photograph or art whether it's an edition or if it's a one-on-one and then maybe one day they can sell it for more money or who knows but you know with music essentially the issue is that most of us are paying for a streaming service we don't own the song we're paying to listen to the song and I think that this is actually the crux of why music NFTs are not sort of widely adopted right now is, you know, do people want to uh, pay to just stream and like out of sight, out of mind? Or do people want to pay to maybe own and then perhaps, you know, there is more financial incentives to own a piece of a song or whatever it is or how you position yeah. it. That's, and, you know, that's you're saying too, like, photography is more and art has a long history of collectors buying and owning. And I think this is a really interesting point between what, you know, Gallops and Ramy have said and like, and what you're saying, Guido, is one, consuming is done through streaming services where all the songs are in one place and you can find them. Like when we were kids, it wasn't like that. You had their own tapes and CDs. The radio, yeah, cue up the tape. The radio, yeah, you had no control. But now everybody consumes music in a way where you can find whatever you want. Number two, which Guido, this is the first I thought of it that way. I had always thought dumbly too, like, oh, you can look at a screen easily and assess. But you're right. The fundamental structure of the music market is the the art market's always been fundamentally structured for sales. Buy buy and sell. That's a really great point. Music has been structured. Music has been structured to completely take advantage of artists and yes that's right and, and license out the work essentially right <laughs> it's yeah. brutal man no but it's true and so i think that it's this totally is true i've talked about this in the past this is the biggest challenge and wow how do you and maybe it's to your point oh gee maybe it is you know uh, you know maybe it's not a pfp project maybe it's access to certain a certain utility access to behind the scenes to artists to whatever it is i don't know but that's the that's the hurdle i do think for i do think if you look at where what people are used to buying that which is that i always say like we don't like you know we've done the last one we we're saying if it looks like axis infinity or if you're nft worlds and you look like minecraft or if you're used to consuming something and this is a extension of that so the thing people are used to spending money on it used to be we'd buy albums to get one song then you could just get one song. Now, though, everybody I know, I don't like being crowded, boxed in. I'm like a man, but everybody goes to a ton of live shows. I know now, like everybody I know is 100%. At, and they're all used to consuming. 
and they're all used to the hierarchy of consumption. One of the big things that NFTs, I believe in, and I think successful projects have, as modeled by Borde, is so your. I, I just want to add. Sorry, OG. I just no, wanted please. to add one thing before we we kind of like move on from that topic. You you're talking about music NFTs and ownership, but that's that's actually what we're doing with Artist XP. Is that the holder owns the song? They own a full song. No, no, we're saying it's cool. I love it, but I think and we they get the... that's unusual. There's not a history of it. That's true, so, and that's why we're trying something cool. new and something where it in, where the the holder actually gets an incentive, a quote unquote financial incentive of of generating royalties from that song. I think yeah, that, I think that is that yeah. is your biggest. I mean, just from you know, I'm I'm a visual artist, and I don't know a lot about music NFTs, but. I were in your position and I was marketing your project, that would be the number one selling point to exactly. get people interested exactly. into the project. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why that's why we have a, another collection dropping like pretty soon, by the way, which is our second artist XP, which you can claim with our lost tokens. And in return, you get a full song, which you can we we will distribute distribute for you. And in return, you get the majority of the streaming royalties from it. Uh, yeah, and I think yeah, and that, that plays a big role in our ecosystem and what we're trying to do because um, a lot of people have been, I mean, I, I'll send you the music once it's, we're off the, the spaces, but uh, a lot of people have been, you know, enjoying the music and uh, have been really uh, looking forward to, uh, it's something we can really capitalize on, but and something we're looking to doing on a bigger uh, scale for sure. Once everything you know said and yeah. done, yeah, oh, that makes a lot of sense. It's cool. So I just want to finish the other thought, but I think that, look, that's transformational, and I think to Guido's point, that makes it amazing but hard. So Guido and the rest. One idea I think to segment music might be then to sell what's already being sold, i.e., access tickets, private concerts, so on. Um, again, difficult. That's, I guess, what like Gary V sort of done with his conferences. But that seems if people are willing to shell out bucks in music separate from a streaming service, it's to go to a concert or go to an artist event. Yeah, 100 percent. That might be the easiest entry and access for music then. Yo, we've got a question from Hefner in the audience. He says, how are you going to give the IP to the publishing and copyright? Of what exactly? Of what, Havner? Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, as specified in the Artist XP, we share all streaming royalties from the song once we distribute them. Because uh, most of our holders are not music are not expertise when it comes to music. So what we do as an extra is we provide... Uh, if they submitted the songs, we provide distribution, and in return, they get the majority of the royalties, actually all of the royalties, when the song gets released. And we've done that with over 130 songs already. So Let me, uh, Rami, if you don't mind, sorry, let me flip this question on you then in terms of the royalty topic. What happens to the artist, to the songwriter that wrote the song? They are not entitled to any royalties. We from... we we produce the songs in house. I personally produce the songs, so got it. I'm 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 the one that's giving out these royalties <laughs> and accepting to give out these royalties on behalf of myself. Got it. Sorry, yeah. I misunderstood that part. Got yeah, it. yeah, yeah. No, you're and, good. You're good. <laughs> is there is there a plan perhaps to expand this so that exactly, other musicians exactly. can sort of exactly. tap into so, your platform and 
Exactly. So that's something we're working on right now. Uh, based on my experience in the music industry, I'm working on bringing in other artists uh, that will do the same as well. Maybe they don't want to share. That's why I'm specifying on uh, streaming royalties and not publishing royalties because it, they're completely different scenarios. And uh, streaming royalties is something we can account for, but we can't uh, tackle into publishing royalties as well because that's based on what the songwriter wants to give. Right. Uh, but based on uh, what we're doing right now and based on uh, the collections we're doing right now, everything that's being produced is being produced by myself or, or by someone that's in the team that's working with me. So uh, everything is being done uh, based on like our consent. What happens if something happens to you? Sorry? Uh, not to be grim, but what happens if something happens to you? Is that in the project? God, God right? forbid. Yeah, so, so I mean, not for now, we're doing all our proof of concepts, like just like Rami said, right, with mm -hmm. him uh, as the the person. But the the goal would be to to expand this to other artists and and provide artists with um, more, uh, you know, things that they can use to create, right? Like sample packs. Uh, you know, Rami can talk more about that, or you know, one shots and stuff. Um, so we are trying to grow and help artists grow as well. Uh, but have, we're we're starting this off with Rami. Have you guys considered? Sorry to, to to just throw this out there, but have you guys considered instead of a PFP project or like an access pass or however you want to position it for the general public to actually marketing those two musicians, people that are interested in making music, people that are interested in sort of being a part of the platform, and then them using that as their sort of ticket in and then building out that way. Yeah, yeah that would be more consistent with like when I go to pay my producer and yeah. I like go to the studio and rent studio time and fuck around in there and they have like he has the actual like recording quality. He's like Emmy Award winner. So he has all that shit. But like the average artist um who's like not established yet, that's not cheap to get to or get access to that kind of support and professionalism. That's a good point, Guido. Yeah, you know, definitely. But again, though, then you get into all kinds of logistics and fucking shit. Exactly. Know. That's why. That's why in the second, uh, in the in the new artist XP collection, we actually included a song that will be released under my own profile. And I don't mean to sound like uh, uh, obnoxious or whatever, but I have a, a I have over like one point five, uh, one point three million monthly listeners on. On Spotify, so that's awesome. Yeah, so, <laughs> so... <laughs> just wrap track. The next call frame is Guido. The picture of Guido in the video taking pictures of me. No, so, so, no, really though. So, so, like that would be like you know, and uh, that would drive some extra value into what we're trying to do. But and yeah. I'm trying to like bring like show people that you can, you know, actually do something out of all this shit. So, so yeah. Go, bro. But, okay. But, but we need uh, to wrap up. Burn dog is an hour and a half. <laughs> We're gonna get fired. I'm pretty deep. I mean, let's let's uh, let's yeah, well, ask a couple. No, of sorry, questions. it was super. I love this. And look, part of what we're trying to do here is <clears throat> just again dig into these major, like the projects are an exam are a stepping stone to explore super cool and interesting issues like today i you know it was really fun for me i learned a lot and thought a lot more about music nfts and gaming and so that's part of what we're doing we're going to try to be more disciplined on time and fix the stupid audio we're firing burn dogler between now and next week if it's not <laughs> upgrading well, to well if you fire me then nothing will get done so uh... guido what do you think buddy 
Yeah, I'm hired, eh? It's just like you squeeze Burndogler out. <laughs> we'll squeeze him out on run, I'd run, say, run. I, I got hey. Burn Dogger in my sights. That's yeah, what. man. Fucking take him down. <laughs> so, send, me a Gwiden- send me a Guidenza and we're good, man. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, well, super appreciate you guys. Okay, Guido and Burn Dog, anything before we go to rating? Yeah, so Artist XP, uh, what's the supply on this? Yes. Uh, it's uh, just 20, 25. So twenty-five songs because they're full songs. What's oh, the so mid price? Yeah, but the but the but the first collection was one hundred and thirty songs. Yeah. How many NFTs? Twenty-five. Oh, for the first one, uh, uh, seven. We sixty-nine. Had... <laughs> sorry, does each NFT represent a song? I'm sorry, I must be an idiot. So we had two collections. We had a cassette collection and a vinyl collection. The cassette oh. collection uh, had one song each, and the vinyl collection had four songs each. But it acquired more lost. Um, with the cassette collection, you actually get the stems of the song. So if you were a creator or you're someone that was uh, making music, you can utilize the stems on your own way and do whatever you want with it. Um, the total songs that, with, that came with the first uh, artist XP collection was 130 songs. But keep in mind that these are songs that are not AI generated. They're not. Uh, yeah, it's just saying like 30. Uh... So four songs, you said each one? 20, there were 20 vinyls, so that's 80 songs, and the rest were cassettes, so one song each, so 130 songs total. Uh, But I can't, I can't, like, stress enough on the point that these were not songs that were, that these were songs that we actually produced, you know? Right, right, we got, so I think we got that now, and (laughs) no, not in a bad way, sorry. (laughs) No, you're good, you're good, you're good. I think we... We had the aha moment thing. <laughs> but you, when you drop these tracks, do you drop them like all in one bang? No, no, we don't. We don't. So when it's once it gets like submitted, Bird Dogler, just show up, drop it all. In the first <laughs> no, no, you no. Got life and you, once, you stage it. We got yeah, no, no, no. Once, once, once it gets submitted through our type form, we uh submit it just like any other release on our label and we make sure that we pitch it through spotify we do the necessary like uh process of actually pitching the song as as if it was a label release just like a, any other release yeah. and for those of you don't know like there's i've I have a couple songs on spotify it's actually like quite a process you need formal representation thank you like categorize <laughs> the song and thank you like yeah there's a whole bunch of like paperwork and shit and then you have to show where the royalties are going to which Thank is basically you. a kyc process yeah to show you know yep. ownership and all this so what they're saying um of rami who made the songs let's remember <laughs> okay he's saying, look that process they handle which is like <laughs> but it, yeah, like you know i think one of the things is like until you've done something, you really never know. Like you could read a book or whatever, be like, "Cool." Then you go to do it, and like one step in, you're like, "Holy fuck! I didn't know what this would be." And you spend all this time. <laughs> so having been through this process and uploaded on SoundCloud, on, on Spotify, it's like it's actually like not fucking. It takes work, you know. You can't just yeah. like, Spotify. Here's yeah. my song. Yeah, not not only that, uh, we're 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 fortunate enough to be working with a distributor that allows like split share. Uh, it doesn't have to go manually through us. The money or the royalties, whatever is generated, goes directly to the the, the holder. Uh, none of it goes through us first. Um, so it's pretty much been really a seamless per, uh, 
uh, process. Now it's just a matter of how do we, uh, what we're working on right now is how do we scale this in a way where um, not all the, all the music is, is produced by myself. Uh, we have a full on, you know, team that's working on continually see, uh, making music that the holders enjoy and the holders want to be a part of really. All right. Hey, okay. all right. We're, first? I'm, we I'm going to ask a couple questions and we'll wrap it up. We don't want to turn it into a three hour consulting session. Lawyers <laughs> <I know. laughs> uh, so, okay. for hours, baby. Yeah. So the, the original artist XP, I'm seeing a supply of 69 on that. Is that accurate? Yeah, that's accurate. Okay, cool. And then what's the mint price on the new one? So it's there's no, yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. yeah, yeah, it's 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 with our ERC twenty. So and uh, we don't have a price yet, but uh, it's, um, what are you expecting? Any range or anything you can share? Like, so I mean, our our uh, token has no value, but it's it's going to be around thirty k, thirty k from our token. Okay, so you hold the you hold the PFP, you hold the PFP to uh, collect the token, right? You you yeah, get yeah. as many of those as you can. You stake them, you collect the token. And then you get to mint um, the Future artist drops. XP as they roll out. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, nice, man. I think. Uh, Guido, hold on. The great Guido. Do you want to go first? You guys Let's want me to go Guido. first with my ring? Of course you guys do. So look, I mean, obviously <laughs> there's a lot of challenges with, with music NFTs. I think that. I would rate this at a 6.9 and only because <laughs> um, <laughs> only because okay, I think that you got to work on the making, making simple people understand it easily. I think that that is a, a big challenge in the NFT space for almost every project. I think even more so for music NFTs. I love what you guys are doing with like the royalty model uh, I like the fact that you guys are taking initiative and, and, you know, trying to turn this into something that that hasn't existed as far as I'm aware in the space. And so that has huge potential. But, you know, the, the big challenge will be messaging and making people understand fully what they're getting and what they're, you know, when they're buying, whatever it is that they're buying. And also to Gallup's point is, you know, the biggest challenge will be how do you get the average collector or person or holder wanting to purchase these nfts because they want to support the artists in their creative endeavors and something that we have seen in like the visual arts um yeah so that's the only reason you know if, if you guys can 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 tackle those challenges and overcome them then you know i don't see any reason why you guys don't have all the success in the world certainly with how hard you guys are working you uh you deserve it thanks nice you appreciate it you know, you solid score man um you know, OG, you want to go next? Too. Yeah, I love how positive you are, Guido. I find it's so nice to hear, and I'm a big believer in positivity, and it's nice to see people who have been successful, who have faced a lot of challenges on the way, stay positive. Um, one of the things that's, like, always a challenge for me, it's and sometimes for me in business, it's super easy, unlike in personal life, where I find it much more difficult, where it's, it's sometimes hard, because, like, what I see here is, like super successful amount of streams. Like it's unbelievable guy, you know, a team doing super cool stuff for an industry and a group of artists that I'm particularly, you know, passionate about. Cause I'm like, want to be, you know, 
musician and as well as visual artist. So it, it's really, and I think I learned a lot. I had, there was a big gap. I was like, why the fuck, you know? And I think this idea of how we consume, I had realized, but the more general idea that Guido kind of opened my eyes to is like, look, there's no historical structure here to, to do this. And so what I think is, is like, you're doing wonderful stuff. I, I think like supporting it to support artists and the music business um, is wonderful. And I think, but I think it's a very difficult and long road from a, I want to make money in NFTs, like not even as agent. Like I'm a guy, look, I like to make money in NFTs and I have a long horizon. I just worry, like I always, whenever I do stuff in business, I, you know, I like to have like, very low downside, very big upside, and, and it's like as easy as possible. I want to know like each step exactly how easy it is. You have so many steps here that are trailblazing, which if you succeed will be wonderful. But from an investor perspective, for me, it's just a lot because I think like it's going to be money tied up, long period of time, long road to success. And so like I think – supporting this project from a what it could potentially do for artists in the industry like that's super cool i don't see frankly at this juncture like i don't think it's easy money you know and so i think that that's being an objective system on rating so my soul and like for the culture rating is super high because like i'm all about this from a sheer profit i think there's a hard road to hoe and unless you guys have more sort of timeline on how like motherfuckers getting paid unfortunately like you know I just don't I think financially it's going to be a challenge so I'd rate again probably because I think this set of challenges is different you guys are an established project already which has value you sold 821 ETH that I can see You've been clearly super successful. So none of that stuff worries me. I just think it's if you it's gonna be hard to make money. So I'd rate you like a five and a half as well. I think you're gonna survive and figure it out. But I just think from a sheer you know, in a difficult market and trying to value NFTs, which is part of what we're trying to do here, is understand them and appreciate, but also hey, if you're gonna it's not financial advice, but will this NFT in our opinion, how will it do in the market? And I think on that one, it's probably more challenging. So I love you guys, though, and I want to fuck with you. And I'm sorry, I, I'm a weird guy. I just, you know, even if I'm assessing myself, there's a whole bunch of stuff. I'll be honest and be like, ah, I'm at like 1.3 on that. So don't, it's nothing bad. I hate, I'm just being as best as I can, my perspective. You you are a weird guy, dude. That is for sure. Um <laughs> So yeah, and, and one thing you guys are always gonna we're gonna be honest on the show. We're gonna give honest feedback, right? We're we're not ever gonna fluff anything up. Um, I think the artist XP thing is cool. I was looking at the collection; it's small, which is good. Um, you can stake the P, the PFPs to get the ERC twenty, and then you can you can get the uh, get the artist XP, which is cool. Quick question: um, How much income are these artist XP NFTs bringing to the holders? Like one sentence answer. 
Um, I'm actually I'm actually not sure yet because uh, it takes uh, quite some time for royalties to get distributed. Uh, sometimes six months, I think. So it depends. Um, and uh, I I don't think it has been uh, that long. But uh, I mean, typically you're not going to see you know hundreds or thousands of dollars. So I'd say anywhere between like the ten ten ranges. Um, you know. Uh, double digits somewhere there yeah but that that very that also varies based on how For sure. well the song does and if you ever have a, a have a an ep or an, a single that like whatever goes fucking viral or some shit you're getting yeah. the royalties on that so and we're okay. giving out 85 yeah that, that makes sense the, but you yeah. said you I mean, sold 120 million it's per million you get about three to four grand so burn dog that's what they told us no, no, no. Yep. Four grand per, okay, per, gotcha. per million per million streams. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, a million yeah, streams okay, gets it. you four grand. So if they yeah, distribute 85% yeah. of it, if the thing does a million, you'll get what's 85% of four grand. About 3,500 Yeah, bucks. I was, yeah. Got you guys. Okay, cool. I was just trying to get like a like an idea of like, you know, what this investment's yeah, worth. I just broke the um, math down for you, motherfucker. <laughs> okay, so, so yeah we you've got you've got a lot of supply out there with the pfps and i get it um 2021 is different than it was now um i mean i think it's kind of cool what you guys are doing it's great that you know you're kind of you're a big time artist you got a lot of streams and everything um for me it's it's not something that i would invest in and i i agree with these other two guys on uh music nfts are just much more difficult to market and to excel. Um, you know, with a PFP, like a high-end PFP, it's your identity. You're seeing it everywhere. With art, you can flex. If you own a Guidenza, like I can blast that all over the place and be like, look what I have. With a music NFT, I can I can post it. No one's going to listen to it on Twitter because they're going to be like, I don't feel like clicking that, unfortunately. Yeah, that's, that's, what um, that's right. That's what happened to me. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm going to I'm gonna rate it a... I'm going to give you a 5.7. I like the fact that you guys have stuck around and, and you're still plugging away. You've got a community and you haven't given up. So I'm going to give you some points on that. Um, but music NFTs are super hard. Um, but I love the fact that you guys are working on finding a way to do it right and that you haven't given up. So I'll do a 5.7. Um, and then we got to do a giveaway quick, and then and then yeah, we can I just, just want to say I just want to say one thing. I appreciate the honesty, and uh, and don't worry, we don't take anything uh, uh, personally, regardless of yeah. what people say or rate, rate us. Oh. Or you know, we we still do what we have to do, and uh, yeah, music and NFTs aren't uh, aren't the thing. You know, we could have easily um, pivoted like any other collection and tried to create a metaverse or a game that's not even going to be out yet, but. Um, we stuck to our brand. We're gonna stick to it, and we're gonna keep uh, keep going. So, well, uh, that that answer just raised my rating seven point five. Now there we go. Because <laughs> I like that. My no, that's Good. real shit. Cool. That's yeah, it. I mean, we yeah we live we Good. live in the space. You know, we've been here for a while, and uh, right on, man. That's the right attitude. And I think again, our you know, look, I in a way I was telling Burn Dog. I wish it wasn't called Rug Rose because we're not here to be like dickheads and be rude to anyone. In fact, we have wonderful guests who we like respect deeply and their efforts. And what we're really trying to do is use it to put a context around. And so I, I think there's no, it's just sharing objective discussions as best we understand from a business perspective. 
and there can be many opinions. That's a great thing, you know, just because it's just an attempt to kind of give frameworks and ideas on how to approach the game. Definitely. Plus, to make fun of Burn Dogler in every <laughs> turn. I love okay. it, man. Giveaway, bro. Cool. We got to give away the cafe. How long is that going to take? Um, I'm just going to pick one because Twitter picker won't let me do it because we don't have 10 retweets on the tweet. Um, so we're going to give it to DVNZY. Um, so DVNZY, I'll just comment and say, hey, congrats. And then if you could uh, just DM us and we'll connect you with, with Hafner and get you your, your free sure you Hafner. Make sure scammer doesn't DM you. For real, I've, that's happened on these shows where somebody it's, like has a username. It's happened like, to me so many yeah, times. Right, Guido? That's so fucking many. crazy. Oh, somebody will DM you yeah. right now and Instantly. they'll be like, oh. Yeah. And it's like some other motherfucker who yeah. was listening and set up an account, right, Guido? Yeah, 100% yeah. happens every time. That's right. why I don't respond. I always email them for, or yeah, uh, me too, me message too. them. Totally, I'm with you. Don't worry, Burn Dog will probably get scammed right now. I mean, I've had that happen to me once. So. I've never been scammed. I've never been rugged. I've never, I've never uh, yeah, been, I've been that wrecked or wrecked rugged. in that way. So I've been wrecked. somehow we we survived. But let's um, see. Okay, I think, well, we super I think appreciate everybody. Really appreciate your time. Sorry, we've had these audio issues. Um, We'll have a fix by next week. Like I said, otherwise we'll ritualistically sacrifice Burn Dogler and try to get Queen of the State. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's early. You know, we're yeah, for sure, dude. Thanks for coming on and thanks for the hard work you do in the DGEN's Discord um, <laughs> as a mod. It's it's amazing, every morning, dude. Every morning I wake up. That's my, that's my goal is to work harder and harder and not just yeah. love it. Well, it's good to have celebrities hanging out. But guys, um, just a reminder, if you like um, like the YouTube, uh, the Twitter space has sucked because the audio didn't work. Sorry about that. But like subscribe, whatever, spread the word. Whatever you guys can do is greatly appreciated. Podcast will be up in a little bit. Uh, thanks to the guests for coming on. Thanks, Guido. Thanks, OG. Um, thanks, everyone. And, uh, fun as always. Yeah, and really, on the projects is always really great. Thank you for showing up. And um and working with us. Much love, everyone. Thank you. Thanks, Thank guys. you, guys. Correct. Cheers. It's a rough roast. Please get smoked. You come with the real or you end up toast. Rough roast.